year. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this is Editor's Note. I'm your chief, Carrington J. Tatum. I'm Sawyer Click, your managing editor. Um, and I already said this is Editor's Note. Um, but this is Editor's Note. I don't know what episode this is. This is like five. Is it five maybe. or six? I think we'll find out after we're done. Okay. This is like five, maybe six. Well, this is one of the episodes of Editor's Note. Um, I want to appreciate you for listening. Uh, per usual, I'll give you what's on the docket. Um, what's on the napkin? It's actually going to be a sad podcast this week, Sawyer. Yeah. Um, because Texas State, for some reason this week, we just had crime after crime. It's um, a rough one. So we're going to talk about Jack Peterman. Um, we're going to talk about the... Brandon mur- Lundrum. Murder-suicide. Um, but we will hit a high note uh, that the student government election results came out. Um, so we know who our next president's going to be. Um, that'll be a high point. Um, and then we'll find some way to end on a, on a good note. For but sure. that's what we have on the docket. For sure. Let's get so, it. Uh, I'm not excited to talk about this. This is going to be a difficult subject, but um, we have to talk about it. Yeah, so. man. It was just a tough week in San Marcos. Two murders and then hit and run that just happened. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on here? And the robberies. There were two other robberies, too. Yeah. One student was murdered in his apartment, uh, Park North, um, which is crazy because there was actually a murder there. Last year, the only murder of 2018, there was only one, happened at Park North. And then we come out, and the first one of 2019 is at Park North. And we've already doubled 2018's murder, or, yeah, 2018's murder rate. Yeah, man, I don't know. There was a murder, and then there was a murder-suicide where, you know, an ex-boyfriend allegedly went and shot his ex-girlfriend in the head and then later killed himself. I mean, like, crazy. And And it's, like... It was just, like, violence on women, and it's, like, Domestic Violence Awareness Month, is it, right? Yeah, and we'll, we should get into that. Let's let's slow down and really get into the details of some of these cases. Um, I think it's important. Like, we should start with Jack Peterman um, because right. he was first. And this was something that we got through COSM, um, City of San Marcos. They sent out a press release. They said, hey, um, someone was murdered in the Park North Apartments. Um, and I saw the press release and I just, you know, I saw the birth date was, um, 1998. Um, so that makes him 20 because that's the year I was born. And, um, I just popped him into the database to see if he was a student. Lo and behold, he was, mm-hmm. um, he was a, actually a freshman, I believe. Um, and which is, that's insane for one, uh, to be a freshman on this campus. Uh, but on top of that, I tried to do a search for, you know, his social media, find his friends, his family. Um, I wasn't very successful uh, in doing so. And so we, it's kind of made it more difficult for us to kind of report and maybe reach out, do a feature, figure out who Jack Peterman was. Uh, However, you know, a few days later, plenty of people on social media kind of took issue with how quiet the university was um, about his death. And I don't know if you saw any of that, Sawyer. Yeah, I mean, I even posted a little something because I was a little frustrated with, you know, the guy who made the Bobcat logo, the Supercat, whatever it's called. He died, and the university was, like, sad to announce this, and, like, that's well within their right. But then also, like, a student died, and we're not saying anything. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you got to at least say something to acknowledge. Like, even if it was, like, under questionable pretenses, like, this was a drug-related, you know, robbery gone wrong, turned homicide, like, it doesn't matter what it is, this is a student, this is, like, a member of our community that, like, we sort of need to, like, pay homage to and respect. Word. And that's where, you know, 
typically the star is able to kind of pick up that slack where the university is slow to act um, and actually acknowledging uh, when students pass. Um, but in, just in this case, I couldn't find, because I, I did a personal search, like going through every channel I know to track down, mm -hmm. um, you know, who he was and who he was connected to. Um, and I just could not, you know, I found a few leads. Um, people didn't really get back to me, but I'm really interested. I'm still going to keep my eyes out because uh, I think it's important we figure out who the student was, um, learn more about him. So uh, that way he... Uh, he is a part of our campus. Like you said, he's a part of our community. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, what department he was in, what he was doing. None of that is a factor. Uh, the only thing that matters is he was Texas State. He was a Bobcat and he lost his life. And yeah, that's something we have to make sure is acknowledged. Yeah, they did. Um, they did arrest two suspects mm -hmm. in that murder. So they're arrested in Hayes County Jail um, and that's moving forward. So there'll be more on that to come, I'm sure. Um, but there was another crime, I think three days later, mm -hmm. um, Brianna Landrum, who is a former Texas State student, I think she was enrolled in 2016, um, she was murdered um, by allegedly by her ex-boyfriend, who later committed suicide in Guadalupe County um, mm -hmm. and was found there. Um, that's still under investigation, whether he actually murdered her, um, which, it, well, that, that's under investigation, and the suicide's also under investigation um so there's not much known about that one right now because it was just sort of like there's nobody really to interview i guess but um right. yeah no i don't know what it is man that's just like absolutely heartbreaking to have two just in the start of february and like both were sort of bobcat related mm -hmm. um that one just hits kind of close to home you know and like you said before you know i think it's unfortunate because this is a very you know assuming that you know the the case is what it appears to be, um, assuming that this was very much, you know, an ex-boyfriend, uh, you know, murdering an ex-girlfriend, you know, crime of passion, whatever it may be. Um, it's just a very, like, classic example of violence against women, domestic violence, and how that goes to the worst-case scenario of um, a woman losing her life. And, you know, I think we, you know, we, Sawyer, we should have, you know, somebody from Men Against Violence, or we should have um, more women activists in here to actually speak on the issue of domestic violence. Right. Um, but I think it is, it's unfortunate that, you know, we have a culture that is much more permissive of that. Um, and that, you know, we don't have the, the culture that maybe could have given um, more avenues to, to prevent that before it reached the worst case scenario, worst case scenario. Yeah, I agree. And now that I'm thinking about it, you know, like everybody involved in that, um, in all of these crimes, everybody mm -hmm. was in their 20s. Yeah. So, I mean, like, all these people are just so young, you know? Exactly. The people who committed these crimes, allegedly, the people affected by it, um, mm -hmm. the people who lost their lives. It's all just a bunch of young people. And it's just sort of a, it's sad to see all that happen in the beginning of the year. And now we have to see where the rest of the year ends up. Right. Because those weren't, that wasn't all of the crimes that have happened so far. I actually just edited um, a little brief on a hit and run. Mm in which a, a man and his daughter uh, were hit and run um, on North LBJ Drive at an intersection. Um, and then the father's in ICU right now. He wasn't a medically induced coma. He's out of it now, but he has extensive brain damage. Um, and the car has not been found. Police are asking for help. And it's just sort of like an unfinished thing. So it's, I don't know what it is. It seems like the last two weeks have just been pure chaos here. Yeah, and I think, you know, you mentioned before how it's all young people, and I think that also 
puts into perspective for a lot of us how, you know, these things that happen, whether they be hit and runs, whether they be situations of domestic violence, whether they be, um, you know, robberies gone wrong, it's all of that. It puts into perspective for me, at least that, you know, these are people our age, they're in our community, um, and there aren't that many layers of separation between them and us that it could very well be any of us um, who find ourselves in that situation. And so that's why I think it's important that we always make the best effort to acknowledge it, um, you know, identify a problem and, and find a solution um, to hopefully curb that for the good of the greater community. Um, right. And then now that I'm thinking about it, there was the, the Bobcat Village incident where there was the the armed robbery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that yeah. email all Texas State students got. But, yeah, that was another one where it's mm-hmm. an example of, like, this was on – like school grounds like right. at bobcat village and they displayed a handgun mm-hmm. um, i don't think shots were fired or anything but still could it be anyone that lives there which is a pretty big part of the san marcus community right and that's where you know we're gonna work on our end to you know as journalists when we see things happen in a series when we spot feel like we've spotted patterns you know it's our job to go and look into them get to the bottom of it uh see if we can provide any extra information so that's something the star is going to be um working on we're definitely going to have as many hands on deck trying to you know identify a particular pattern maybe a cause or an area of trouble and uh hopefully something good can come out of it some change can uh be made i know that chief klaus you know she released a statement um talking about crime on campus and um and i know that she you know she's very new to the position obviously so there's there's a lot of things on her agenda that i'm sure she'll she'll attack uh but i think it'll be interesting to see how upd responds and how um they coordinate with SMPD to, you know, make sure that, um, you know, our community is a safe, a safe place to be. Um, cause you know, we take safety for granted, uh, especially if you, um, you know, if you are fortunate enough to have never been in that situation, uh, you might take safety for granted, but it's not a given. Um, and so, like I said, we'll, we'll keep working on our end to, um, see if this is an issue. Maybe it's just a, a one-off, maybe it's a fluke. Um, I guess that's what we could hope for, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I know that, um, like you said, we're working on a couple of things, so we'll see where it all ends up. I know that Chief Klaus did release a statement. Um, it was it was substantially after the crime had happened uh, for Jack Peterman, but she did release something saying this is ongoing. We typically don't mention student deaths when they're under investigation, and it was just a a whole statement from her, which it was. I believe it was her first like in action statement where she like like had like a, a statement of like in her position as chief of police come out not just like a hi i'm chief klaus kind of thing but like a this is what's happening um and i sort of appreciated it because i feel like it wasn't right when it should have came out but it was like a big step you know like it was something that came out and it was pretty transparent of like this is why we didn't do it and like whether i think it was right or not that they didn't acknowledge it as soon as it happened um i'm glad that they did at least come out and say that later yeah and that's you know that's an ongoing ongoing conversation about how the university responds and uh how quickly they ought to respond um and a lot of people feel like it's a direct correlation between the response time and and how connected they are with uh the actual community they're supposed to serve um but you know that remains to be seen we'll keep covering it and you know uh, we'll send our we send our condolences out to the families of um all victims all people who lost their lives um, and everybody involved in these situations, because um, I know these are hard times um, when you have things like this uh, in our community. So condolences out to those families. Um, there's no easy way to transition out of that, Sawyer. Mm-hmm. But hey, man, first of all, 
this is honestly like like I, I told y'all several weeks ago that February is going to be tough for me. Uh-huh. But I feel like it's been a good Black History Month. Uh-huh. Like I feel like it, things are really happening. Like the uh-huh. community's doing well. You uh-huh. understand that my president is black. Uh-huh. The student government president uh, uh-huh. for what is it? 2019. 2019 to, to 2020. 2020. Uh, Corey Benbow and Tucker Thompson. Uh, one. Right. Sixty-one percent. Sixty-one percent. That's a big margin. Yes. And Corey Bimbo is the first black student government Dang. president. Um, yeah. That's pretty hard. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a big step for Texas State. It is a big step for Texas State. They It took them three times, three times the charm <laughs> to elect a black president. Um, but they finally got it right. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel bad because, like, I feel like next year is going to be quiet. And I feel like I'm not going to be here to enjoy that. Um, but I feel like it's good because Corey Bimbo is also not in the deep state of student government. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah. not all the party, all filthy animals. Yeah, deep state uh, story is coming soon. Uh, but it's crazy. Like, when you take iPads out of the equation, it's crazy the outcome of student government <laughs> elections. Yeah, man. No, I wonder, like, I just wonder how it's going to go down because this year is not even over. Like, we ain't even got a president and vice president right now. They're just acting like they are. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's but, true. I mean, hey, Corey Binbo, Tucker Thompson, congrats to y'all. Proud of y'all. Y'all ran a – it was a clean campaigns this year except for maybe one of them. Um, but they dropped out. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yo, somebody walked into my office right. with a conspiracy theory. Okay. They walked in with a bulletin board and red yarn. And a bunch of thumbtacks, and they just started pinning up shit. And they were like, this connects to this, and this connects to that. They said that the real reason that black president was finally able to get in, that the Corey Benbow ticket, um, which, you know, is relatively similar to the Eli Miller ticket, Mm -hmm. um, like the reason they were able to get through is actually less about TPUSA and iPads and that Greek life was at its weakest point during this Mm. election. And that you couldn't get the fraternities and sororities out there. I mean, only like 5% of the student body voted. So, I mean, like, Mm -hmm. like, come on, y'all, first of all. Like, what y'all doing? That's one thing. All you got to do is, like, go to online, (laughs) to the internet. Voter turnout is one thing, and that's something we should talk about. But also, remember, um, the IFC, no, everybody in fraternity and sorority Mm. life said, hey, we're not endorsing no candidates. All the councils said, we don't care about y'all anymore. Like, y'all ain't doing nothing. Which I think is funny because Greek life was like there was that big meme thing, you know, with Jake in, um, and they yeah, were just shout going out Jake at each, in man, Jake in really, uh, but they were just going at each other, and then it'd be interesting to see if like what what the Greek life numbers were. Like, yeah, who did y'all vote for? Sorry, editor at TX State. <laughs> I want to know. Um, but yeah, uh, Greek life wasn't there. That's a conspiracy theory. It seems like it could check out. I don't have any evidence to back it. For sure, um, but. Talking about voter turnout, because you crunch the numbers and it's 5%. 5%, man. That is so low. How many people on this campus? Like, it is 100% free to vote. Do you, y'all <laughs> understand that? <laughs> like, these people actually make change on the campus. Well, that's an important story. We talked about that um, yesterday in our news meeting. We were trying to, you know, planning our stories going forward. And that came up of doing a, you know, what, why is student government actually important story? Yeah. Which isn't so much news, but like information that people probably don't know yeah i mean like they actually do stuff like you know it's not all just drama and like politics they like sometimes do things i remember like it seems like everything they do moves slow though because there was like a a big thing to get feminine products in like dorms and areas you know um 
for just like anybody that would need them. Mm -hmm. And like, that's still not exactly happened yet. And that was like last year. Like I remember covering that and being at that student government meeting. So I guess it moves slow, but like, it's something like there, there's some progress being made. And I feel like student government's getting to the point where it might be getting more streamlined. Um, Maybe not right now, but at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, I guess we'll see where it goes. Which I'm still skeptical. Um, Like I'm hopeful, but skeptical. Uh, Because like that, like putting feminine products in like all the bathrooms, that's an actual tangible change that's like a positive good. Um, But I think student government also passes a bunch of symbolic legislation that actually does nothing at all. What was the thing they they did last year? It was like, this is a bill to affirm uh, free speech values on campus or something. Oh my God, yeah, I remember. Uh, They've done like a million things like that. It's just the corniest thing, bro. Like- you can write something like, cool, write something, give a speech, anything to affirm free speech on campus, but you're gonna pass a bill? <laughs> pass a bill? They ain't passing bills my way. What does that mean? Let me see some dead presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, but yeah, I feel like hopefully they'll get back to tangible stuff. I always go back to the student service fee. Like, yeah. That's always my thing. Like, if the student government does nothing else, I want to put people in charge of the student service fee that actually are going to like be critical of it and fight in favor of students rather than just be a conglomerate of like, hey, we're all friends, this looks good. Yeah, I guess it'd be interesting to see because the president appoints these people and there's like certain guidelines, but you know, typically it's been the like student government like mainstays, you know, like there's like Adrian Cooper and a couple others, people who have just been doing it forever. The just, swamp? They stay on these, yeah, like deep state people who just like, <laughs> they stay on these committees forever and like students don't even know they exist. But mm-hmm. it turns out that these are like pretty damn important. Like the student service fee is why like they, they fund the counseling center here. And so the counseling center gets about over a million dollars from the student service fee. Um, it's pretty much the only money, which is wild. Yeah. And it's pretty much the only money the counseling center even gets. They get a very small portion of another funding, um, opportunity, but like, you know, if they had more, like, did you know we have like millions of dollars tucked away from the student service fee and like they had to create an entire plan just to spend that money because they had so much just stockpiled. Yeah. But it's like, I can still only go to the counseling center four times. (laughs) Like, what is this? (laughs) Word. I don't know, man. I hope, like, we get some representatives who will really, like, do students right and think students first. We got to sit down with uh, with uh, Bimbo Thompson now. Bimbo. Since they got the job. First, my first question is, are you going to finish? For sure. Dude, he's not a student government kid. That's what That's I think true, is cool. but listen, bro, are you going to finish? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he, he's not a student government kid. I think that's the coolest thing. Like, I think if there's anything we needed, it's someone who is not, like, that's student true. government, like, born and bred. Um, because they're all filthy animals for the most part. Oh my goodness. Um, and we just need some new faces. I feel like that's like the best way to move forward. So I also think there's going to be a level of maturity, um, brought back to student government because both Corey Benbow and Tucker Thompson, um, they'll be grad students next year, I think. Um, really? and so these will hopefully be people who are a bit more accomplished, but more focused on something. Um, and maybe have less free time to like look for iPads. Um, <laughs> And uh, hopefully get something done and get student or government. work for a county judge campaign. Yeah. <laughs> like, hopefully student government will get back on track. Um, <laughs> why are you like this? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we got to sit down. Um, 
I'm going to ask them if they're going to finish. They're going to say yes. I'm going to say that's what they all say. Um, but I think it, it's important to see where the platform goes uh, once you make it past the election um, state. Because just because they're not so far, which, you know, we're not ruling nothing out. But best we understand, Bembo Thompson is not affiliated with Turning Point USA or any other outside group. But just because they don't have iPads doesn't mean we're not about to have them under a microscope, too. For sure. Yeah, they don't get a free pass. Yeah. Ain't nobody nobody else is copying plea deals. You might could have got away with that a few years ago. Um, but nah. Like the star is here, we paying attention, we not gonna stop. Yeah, hundred percent, man. But I guess we'll see where it all ends up. I mean, they seem like like decent folk right now, but we'll we'll sit them down. We'll have that talk. Me and Cam. We'll see what their intentions are. Me and CP Hubbard. Shout out Cam. Shout out St. Paul. Uh, was that's good, my Cam. guy. Cam was Cam, good. if you're listening, just know I love and respect you, bro. Um, me and him or he and I, we getting our Lambos off the lot tomorrow. My Lambo. I don't blue. think you've seen your paycheck, bro. My rims. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Bro, you don't get paid that much. You mean I can't get a Lambo off the star check? Uh, no, chief. I don't know. I don't believe you, bro. We sure going to find out. I'm going to pull up. We'll finance it. It's cool. Oh, man. Hey, hey, listen, student service fee. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a Lambo. <laughs> One time fee, please. Can anybody help me out? We got to celebrate for uh, this uh, historical accomplishment, Texas oh, State man. history. Um. But yeah, man, what else is going on on campus? Is you there, tell is me. There you else? got the napkin. I got the nap. Why? How come I always <laughs> have to make the napkin every week? Because I just sit here and look pretty. Bro, you have to do that. <laughs> uh, hey, I I'm just kidding, you. man. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, bro. I heard come you, on, bro. bro. Don't, don't, don't act like that. Um, but no, nah, man, I didn't see anything else uh, on the Twitters. Uh, just people sending out phishing emails, which like... Like I said, I get five of those a day. <laughs> bro, you're tweet. You think you're so funny. Sawyer. Bro, you think you're funny. Sawyer, I'm hilarious, but that's not even the point. You understand that all it's going to take is for me to click one wrong email, Boy. and then everybody on this campus <laughs> is getting an email from Star Editor Boy. saying, hey, you're trying to do an interview, but also give up your email? <laughs> Dang, bro. Yeah, I got one of those, and I definitely almost clicked. It was like some journalism scholarship. Yeah, internship something. I was like, oh, for sure. Yes, we can't please. risk it because the star is connected to way too many people's emails. Good um, thing I don't check my email. Hey, thanks, man. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to hear uh, from my managing curve. editor. Head of the um, curve. But yeah, ITAC got to get that under control because I don't know how much longer I can hold out. Oh, it seems like there's a million of them. Yeah. People are just out here like with their rods and reels and bait just fishing. <laughs> <laughs> they just fishing out here. Bro, don't Red ever talk. Never talk about my tweets again, bro. Never ever. You're corny. Nah. Your Twitter corny. I'm corny. Your Twitter corny. Okay, so I tweet like once a year. How am I corny? Bro, it's that was corny. Okay, cool. Um, let's talk about Twitter though. <laughs> yeah, speaking let's of Twitter, talk about Twitter y'all, y'all filthy. Outkick library, you filthy. Oh yeah, everybody. I <laughs> hope you know they don't clean those study rooms. <laughs> yeah, I'm judging everybody in a study room from now on. Y'all, why? I got my eyes on all y'all. That is not what Alkek is for. Maybe Brother Jeb had a point. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are lo- y'all low-key sinners. The context. I'm going to let Carrington explain this one. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Cop a plea deal. Um, I don't even know how I'm supposed to navigate this because this is like, I mean, we could say whatever we want, but I'm trying to keep it PG for the masses. But all I'm going to say is that reportedly on Twitter, um, someone walked into Alkek Library, um, noticed all the lights were out in a study room. And after taking a further look, um, they saw that somebody was uh, 
Somebody was really uh, engaging in a um, they were really PG-13 activity. using their brain to solve some problems. Bro, bro. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> they were really, really uh, engaging in some sus activity. Yeah, some um, hidden the fellatio books, <laughs> uh, the anatomy. <laughs> yeah, they they had some serious anatomy homework. I'm not sure what's going on uh, in that department, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, bro. That one's definitely scary. I'm never going to go use one of those again. Right. The scary part is we don't know which one. Exactly. And, like, I don't trust it. Um, those rooms were already gross to start out with. <laughs> um, but adding that, and, like, that's only one instance. I can't even imagine any other time that could have happened. Like, Word. I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah. I'm absolutely terrified. I do not want to sit on those chairs ever again. We need to reach out to her. You remember her Twitter at? You're the mm-hmm. one who found the tweet. Was I? Yeah. Yo, we got to find her, sit her down, get to the bottom of this, man. The community needs to know which study room <laughs> it is so it can be quarantined. <laughs> quarantined, bro. <laughs> Cut it off, please. We got to close down the whole floor until we get to the bottom of this. Man, we um, really do. But yeah, y'all got to relax. Texas State, like, that sounds like old school Texas State. Like, I thought we were better than this Old girl. school Texas State. Yeah, like, I would believe that four years ago, but but no. Either way, y'all nasty. Um, y'all just go to Alkek and read books. Like, you don't have to do that. There's other places in San Marcos you could do that. Um, but, yeah, that's the only thing going on on campus. Uh, we can't put a brief out about something like that um, as much as we wanted to. But, yeah, is there anything else, Sawyer? That's pretty much where we're hitting today, bro. Yeah, so Sawyer was uh, here for a very playful Saturday. Um, I got a million things to do. So I'm going to go ahead and close this podcast. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, if you enjoy the content we made here, if you enjoy the stars content as a whole, um, consider a donation because student, what do we call it? Student media. Student journalism student. Um, should be independent, but it's very difficult for us to be independent. Uh, it's very difficult for us to not be absorbed by the university and defunded uh, if we can't pay to be here. Um, so we sell advertising, uh, but advertising only gets you so far. So please consider a donation. Um, hit my email, editor at txday.edu if you have any questions, if you have any comments about the show. Um, and my name is Carrington J. Tatum. I'm your chief. I'm Sawyer Click, your managing editor. This has been Editor's Note. Editor's Note is hosted and produced by Carrington J. Tatum and Sawyer Click. Engineered by Jaden Edison. Recorded and published through the University Star. <laughs>